1: offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career enroll today at trinityschool.org that's trinityschool.org
4: hello welcome to it could happen here we've got a uh, a bit of a a bit of a downer of an episode here but this is going to be part 1 of a two part series talking about the the increasing war on trans people that we've seen, both on the rhetorical side and on the actual legislative side. Um, uh, with me today is Mia and Margaret. Uh, how How are you doing on this fine day?
5: <sighs> it's it's been it's been really fun. I frantically updating my part of the script because there keep being fucking new bills. Yeah. that are like going through committee. So it's great having having a good time. I'm doing great. I'm not aware of anything that's wrong.
6: I assume you all are here to tell me that everything's fine. Forever.
4: Well, hope hopefully next episode we'll talk more about how we can like uh I don't know deal with this sort of thing. I I most I, I it was my job to handle the bad part of the of this two part series, and it was the other people's job to handle the good part. So I don't know what they have in plan for, for the next episode, actually. All I all I did was watch hours and hours of people advocating for genocide and put together some of the worst bits that I feel like are still worth mentioning.
6: It's probably worth noting that the two of us who are supposed to be writing about what we do about it both have swords over our shoulders. This That's is the moment.
4: true. <laughs> I, I can go grab a sword if that is if, if that is a core part of the advice. I think so. <laughs> okay. So, um I think whenever I put together episodes like these, I always try to be careful not to in- I I don't just want to include people who are talking about why myself and others should die like just like I I don't want to include that unnecessarily because that's just kind of a bummer. Um but I think it is also important to actually hear and understand the types of rhetoric that they are trying to spread and they're trying to normalize. And be aware of of what techniques and what rhetorical styles they are trying to employ. So I've I've condensed this down as much as I can. Uh, you will you will still hear a decent amount of pretty gross stuff. Um, I think I should have almost all of the misgendering completely edited out. I, I should have a whole bunch of things uh, not not included, but there will be a decent amount of rhetoric that 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 you will hear from. Uh, just as as a heads up, that's what's going to be kind of part of this episode. Um, a lot of this is going to be talking about hosts that are employed by the conservative news site ran by Ben Shapiro, The Daily Wire. They have really, really focused in in an excruciating extent on anti-trans like campaigning and activism for really the past year. Um, it got it, this type of stuff got really bad last February, and it once again got really bad this February. Uh, it's no coincidence that this is also the start of the legislative cycle. This this is why they are doing this right now. It is it is part of an attempt to actually affect the laws that the United States have around if trans people are allowed to exist. It is it is it is purposeful. Um, so we may as well just get started here. <laughs> Um, we're we're, going to start a little bit light, actually. So most of this will be documenting the types of rhetoric they were using in February to March. So the past like month and a half in early February, Candace Owens on her Daily Wire show referred to trans people as demonic uh, while advocating for the total ban of transgender health care for all ages.
3: The Trans Lives Matter protesters decided to occupy the Oklahoma Capitol building to fight GOP bills that ban gender-conforming surgery for people that are under the age of 21. So of that course, that should be banned if you are under the age of 21. You should not be, honestly, you should never be allowed. <laughs> I, I would go a little further, Oklahoma, if you really want to do something, just ban it all together.
6: Yeah, I, I love that because they're always trying to be like, no, 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 we're just here to protect the children. Whereas we've yes. known this entire time that yep. they're trying to stop anyone from being trans.
4: Yes, this, this is a pattern that will come up a lot in the research I put together for this is how last year it was, they were very much trying to make it like, no, it's just about the kids. And then we were talking about how first they're going to try to limit it to 18 years old and they're going to limit it to 21 years old and they're mm-hmm. going to limit it to 25 years old. Then they're just going to ban it altogether. And that is very clearly what they're doing. And they're they're now just saying the quiet part out loud. Um, so good on us for calling that a year in advance, but now they're emboldened just to, to say it outright. Uh, so Candace Owens refers to trans people as demonic later on in that clip. I'm not, not including that bit. Because just, just today, Michael Knowles on his Daily Wire show uh, said that this so-called transgenderism is, uh, is demonic. The second, second Daily Wire person to drum up this satanic panic shit. This is demonic stuff. Really demonic stuff.
7: And I made this point. I got in trouble with our publicists over at Media Matters because I said that the, the attacks on man's sexual nature and sexual difference and complementarity, are demonic, (laughs) and they are, and they go back throughout all of history, throughout some of the earliest depictions of demons. Even one of the most prominent depictions of demons comes from an artist, Eliphas Levi, who is an occultist, uh, who did a depiction of Baphomet. If you just think, what's a demon look like, you're probably thinking of this picture.
4: Okay. Okay. All right. That's, that's, that, that's that. not true. That's, <laughs> it's not. Hold on! It's completely wrong. <laughs> this is this is really funny what? to me because for years now I've been trying to say that being trans is not demonic. It's very clearly alchemical. Uh, so please, please get your occult <laughs> terms right. Thousands, thousands of years of alchemical development has delivered onto me estradiol valerate. It's it's very clearly alchemy. Um, but also, it's just extremely funny to me that Knowles tried to cite Levy, who's like, Baphomet isn't really a demon in Levy's work, but like, whatever. It's it's all it's extremely funny. He he goes on to talk about Solvate and and Coagula, which I've actually been planning to do an episode on for a while. But it's it's all extremely funny to me. Is
6: it worth describing that Baphomet is the statue of the like horn headed person with uh like t- the, the, the tits boobs. and a dick.
4: Yes, of, often falsely falsely identified as a Satan or a demon. But yes, it's a very famous, very famous statue. Like if you think of like the statue of Satan, this is what Baphomet actually is. Yeah, um, it's, it's not Satan. But I mean, the use of this like demonic rhetoric is a very is it's very basic, like dehumanizing stuff, trying to dehumanize trans people um, while also pulling from like the remnants of the satanic panic that still exists in some conservatives minds um moving on to to friend of the pod uh, matt walsh um one of one of his recent main targets is actress dylan mulvaney Uh, on february 14th matt went on a a mindless rant while continuously misgendering mulvaney and attacking her appearance at one point referring to her as like doing a, a woman face minstrel show routine which a, a reoccurring thing about this is that all of in all of their rhetoric against trans people, they also managed to be incredibly racist <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, and like not understanding what racism actually is, which I mean, is not surprising considering they they work for the Daily Wire. I'm not going to actually include the clip of Matt Walsh there because it's, it's just it's just misgendering and like making fun of how someone looks for like a minute. And it's all very gross.
6: Who is that actress? I just I live under a rock. Dylan
4: Mulvaney. I yeah. think she does like Broadway stuff. She's like okay. a New York person. Um okay. I've not I've only I've only really heard of her based on Matt Walsh's continuing uh, rants against this person. Well, we um, can't
6: have cross dressers in the theater.
4: <laughs> Imagine.
6: <laughs> We'd have to I actually don't know. I literally don't know how far back you'd have to get to get to where people didn't play with gender on
5: stage i think it's impossible no, oh, well it's, it's, I, th- I think the the further back you go the worse it gets yeah. because like <laughs> you get into things where like only men could be on stage and it's like well okay this is every shakespeare performance etc cetera, etc cetera.
4: in in one of the more bizarre daily wire appearances in this um so on on, on february 15th uh, a young dad uh, who called into the daily wire sports show crane and company uh, talked about how dads like him are going to cause dangerous problems if trans inclusivity continues. The host of the show agreed and said that violence will be an inevitable response to trans women playing sports.
3: Which one of you brought it up, but somebody said something about dads being in the stands, finding out that for the first time that uh, somebody in the locker room was a male and that they were just hanging it all out in front of their girls, how irate they would get. Um, my view is that, yeah, we, we're going to have not just one irate dad, we're going to have a lot of irate dads that's going to cause a massive problem in the school system. And it is going to be very dangerous for everybody because people are going to start taking it in their own hands because they're seeing that other people are not. That's exactly, jungle do, rules. As we call it jungle yeah, rules. At, exactly. At what point do we say, uh, we, we've tried to, to, to talk this out and hash this out with you, you're not being mm-hmm. reasonable. Um, those are part of
8: my values so it's not even us saying go in there and handle business it's saying I know what's gonna happen the minute that girl runs out of that locker room or a couple girl imagine if a 12 year old girl ran out of the locker room and said that to her dad. just imagine that how great or whatever men shouldn't be in women's locker room but if a man that was straight walked into a women's locker room with a trench coat and just showed everything and started shaking like this and got beat to sleep Everybody would be doing this. They'd be clapping. Great job. But you let the same thing happen to somebody who says they think they're a woman in there and does the exact same thing. Then it's no, it's a totally different situation. So while we're not advocating for it, I'm telling you what's going to happen because I live in the real world. I know what you would do for your daughter. Yep.
6: That man does not live in the real world.
8: No. And it's it's all like
4: it's this weird like trying to have some form of like. Of a of of like denial in their very clear, <laughs> advocating for violence and like advocating for
6: the normalization
4: of just
6: assaulting people. I mean, I even feel like though this is like this is like last year's anti-trans rhetoric. You know, the like lowest hanging fruit was to come at us about sports, this issue that affects the tiniest percentage of people. You know,
4: yeah, and it's it, it's it's the it's the blending of the sports issue with like the locker room stuff. Yeah, later on in the show. Uh, another caller uh, admitted that he would assault trans women, including his own children. um And the Daily Wire hosts refused to push back on like any of this, as this man just advocates child abuse.
8: And I just wanted to say too, as a uh, as a new father. Uh, I've got a, a new baby boy uh, mm-hmm. and I've got a two-year-old daughter and not only would I want to beat somebody up for doing that to my daughter but I would beat my son up if he ever thought about doing something like that in a women's locker room uh, it's just again and and I want to make sure <clears throat> and, and again we live in the real world we know what's gonna happen because <laughs> we're not even advocating violence like I said we're telling you what's gonna happen these are the fathers and the brothers and the uncles and the mamas are it's gonna get to a point where they're just gonna handle business yep like, and it's just, yep. it, is, it is what it is. We're trying to tell y'all. This isn't a threat. This is, it, it's, it's just a forewarning. Yeah. It is foreshadowing what's going to happen. The British are coming. Yeah.
6: Okay, but, but the British is coming is a really, really funny thing for an American to say about this. Because <laughs> is he, wait, is he saying that they're the British?
5: They're trying to do like a Paul Revere thing.
6: Oh, 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 oh. Like, oh. I thought they were trying to be like we're going to show up and we're going to handle business us. No, I, I, I think they're saying, okay, it's like, going like, the opposite. I'm sorry. W- we
4: are we are warning that if this insanity yeah. continues then people will start violently assaulting anyone who they suspect of being a yeah. uh, a man in a bathroom, which will also just lead to like people assaulting like like butch cis women as well. Yep. Like
6: <laughs> No, I mean it's like this has already been happening. Like like one yeah. of my friends can't Get changed at the local gym, um, even though they're assigned female at birth, because there's no safe place for them to do it because of the way that they read. You know, like, and I, I don't know, whatever. I mean, that's just one example off the top of my head, but it's just no, like, ab- it's co- absolutely, it's happening constantly. Suddenly, we have gender police everywhere, and everyone is expected to perform masculinity and and femininity in like weird cis normative ways. Yeah, I'm saying that shit that everyone knows. I'm sorry, I'm just. No,
5: no no but I, I think there's something important about this too which is like and anytime someone tries to say like th- anytime someone starts talking about the real world this is the way the world really works right that that's not an actual description of reality it's an it's an aspirational thing right and the way that you make something real is through violence yes and that's what all this stuff is Ab- absolutely and and specifically
4: speaking of violence and uh child abuse the next day on february 16th uh Candace Owens was discussing this uh, this like trans kids TikTok video about his grandmother's transphobic reaction to him coming out um and it's it's also it's, it's just extremely gross how these like these media people who are paid millions of dollars spend their days Making fun of trans kids on TikTok, like like random like random minors on TikTok who are making videos about their experiences, and they then these these like uh, these grifters and these content creators who work on the right just like blast these kids on their on their on their shows. They get like millions of millions of viewers. Uh, I mean, this is the entire libs of TikTok platform, but you're now seeing this across like almost every mainstream conservative influencer. So. On on top of Candace calling uh, being trans a mental illness placed upon you by society, Candace Owens also said that if she had a trans grandchild, she would beat them with a cane.
3: It is a cry for help. And your grandmother answered that cry for help by telling you that you are loved as you are and that you don't need to fall into this trap of insanity. You're the best grandma ever, by the way, because when I'm a grandma... I get any foolishness like that I don't, I don't know I want to be a sweet grandma I really do I want to be a sweet old lady but I feel like I might be the kind to hit somebody with a cane I don't know I'll be like hey why am I calling you Michael I feel like that would probably be me but I, will, I would have prayed for you
5: you know like a thing that I keep thinking about with this like with this Canada's clip with most of these clips is like they're just like laughing the whole time they're, they're saying this stuff Yep. like it's just a joke to them right? it's like yeah they believe it but it's also it's just like a joke it's just something they can sort of like Casually talk about while like, you know, fucking hanging out on their show or whatever, and it's- no,
4: ab- ab- absolutely, because I mean, the the primary goal for these people is is content creation, and yeah, they're making suffering content for for, uh, as as well as like normalizing this type of like violent response. Yeah, um, and I,
5: and I, and I and I think I think the sort of joking thing is is a big part of how normalization works. Like, I don't think like i I, th- I think it would be much harder to have someone just being incredibly serious going like yeah i'm going to like beat my child with a cane right like if but if if you do in that sort of like joking like matter of fact thing it help it helps normalize it enormously
6: yeah no
4: absolutely
5: i'm just really sad thinking
6: about the because acceptance by family a family that doesn't necessarily understand but is willing to accept is like the thing that i think bolsters the spirits of young trans people or adult trans people more than anything else, you know? And I've been like reading a bunch of history about like trans people from a hundred years ago where their family are like, all right, well we don't get it, but what's your name now? You yeah. Know? And like, it's a hundred years ago. We, we could have improved from there.
4: And, and, and this is something that the daily wire definitely does continue to harp on across multiple hosts, even like a, the next video that that we have here um matt, matt walsh is doing like this the same thing they're, they're talking about if they themselves had trans kids or trans grandkids that they would continue to be as openly vitriolic um and even violent against their own children uh, uh so this next clip came like a week after matt walsh's first unhinged rant attacking dylan mulvaney Um, Walsh claimed that he wouldn't stop barking vitriolic rhetoric if he had a trans kid that in fact he would quote rather be dead than discover he had a trans kid
9: a beautiful and innocent kid one day seemingly out of nowhere gets sucked into the gender cult and is devoured by it all of their innocence and light and beauty just drained out of them replaced by this self cannibalizing madness. For a parent, to see this happen to a child, it is a fate worse than death. I would rather be dead than have that happen
5: to my kids. Then die. What do we do, argue with you? I'm not on the debate team. This is a mock trial. I keep, I keep, I keep thinking of whenever these things happen. Like I keep thinking about Matt Christman's one good line, which is we should give the Christians what they want and crucify them. Persecute, persecute all day, every day. So,
4: un- unfortunately, there was more to that clip than Walsh just threatening to kill himself. Um, using the like a groomer and protect the children rhetoric that we saw v- go viral last year, Walsh promises that uh, mean words are only the beginning.
9: See, the thing that I most despise about Dylan Mulvaney is that <laughs> part of a movement which actively seeks to turn my children into Dylan Mulvaney. That's why I'm entitled to my anger and to whatever language I use to convey it. I will say whatever I want to say, and I will be justified in saying it because these people are after my kids and yours and everyone else's. And you're worried that I'm being a little rude? Well, you see, when it comes to my children, the children that I cherish more than my own life, if you think mean words go too far, then you would be very shocked to hear how far I would really go to protect them. Trust me, words are the least of it.
6: I love this. I would do anything to protect my children unless they're a gay.
4: In which case I'm going to, like, off myself or something? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah.
6: Just, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I got, whatever. We're already, <sighs> the, the legally actionable things have already been said.
4: <laughs> hey, it's, it's not my idea. It's only Matt Walsh's. <laughs> this is this is his idea
5: you know i i i do want to go back for a second to the early parts of this clip what he's talking about like oh like you have these like pure and innocent children and like the light goes out of them it, it, like the thing that strikes me about that so much is like he's describing the process exactly in reverse like oh, yeah. the thing absolutely. that he's describing is what is like th- this is what happens if you detransition a kid like yes, by force yeah. Like the thing that actually happens when a trans kid transitions is like, and you can you can literally see this in like, like you can you can like literally see this in pictures of of kids is like, you, like you can watch the light come back to their eyes as they transition. Totally. No. And it's, yeah. Yeah. And it's you know it's 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 one of sort of like it's one of the most beautiful things about being trans is like is experiencing that joy and experiencing like what it is to be yourself and then you get to watch this fucking dipshit like just literally just. Like taking the process as it actually happens and then like lying and saying it's like literally like li- lying and saying that the thing that is making these people have this joy is the like the thing that's fucking killing them.
4: No, a- absolutely. That- that's something that's often overlooked when covering this sort of thing is the like just the presence of trans joy and the trans joy that can be experienced when people are given access to the treatments that have been like known to be successful
6: for decades now. This is also, I mean, I don't know if you're intentionally going in an escalating sense. This is the first person that I'm looking at being like, Oh, this man wants to kill me. You know, I am,
4: I am going in an escalating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We escalate pretty far over the next bit. First, I think let's, let's have a bit of an ad break. Uh, Do you know who doesn't want to kill you?
6: 50% of the advertisers.
4: At least, at least 50% of the advertisers don't want you dead because instead they want your money.
10: All right, we are
4: back. Um as as previously stated, like when when reporting on this topic before, we've always said that like the, the limited focus on transgender minors was simply a form of rhetorical deception.
1: Oh, won't somebody please think of the children?
4: By conjuring concerns that have been like culturally ingrained in us around the protection of children, Anti-trans activists have been introducing and normalizing anti-trans talking points that inevitably get used against trans people of all ages. Uh, Last year, Matt Walsh openly said that, quote, it should be illegal for doctors to medically transition anyone of any age, unquote. And as Margaret said, it seems like we were we are moving in a more escalating direction. What um, that that just so happened to correspond as, as the month of February continued. So here's a clip from Daily Wire host Michael Knowles from late February 2023. In order for women to have the right to have their
7: own bathrooms, you have to ban transgenderism entirely. You can't just ban it for the kids. It's got to be entirely. In order for women to be able to have their own locker rooms at the gym, you have to ban transgenderism entirely. In order to protect businesses from having to participate in weird, occult, sexual rituals like the transgender transition, you have to ban transgenderism
4: entirely. So that is just like straight up advocating for genocide, right? Like, yeah, there, there, there is no difference between this this term that the Daily Wire people use, transgenderism, and and currently existing transgender people. They, that that isn't you. It's like saying we have to eradicate Judaism. Like, what is what what is what do you mean by that? You obviously mean exterminating human beings and making it impossible for them to continue on. Like that is that that is what genocide is.
5: Yeah, and you can hear me. Like literally, the next thing he says is like, you know, he's talking about like like transitioning as an occult ritual, or whatever the fuck. And it's like, well, yeah, no. Like like he's he's explicitly saying. Like what, what, yeah, what this banning transgenderism means.
6: Does it ever like confuse you all when you just have these moments where you're like, these people believe in Sky Daddy? Like, I'm not even anti-religious. I'm not even an atheist. I don't know exactly what I am. But like, when you hear people just being like, God has willed me to do this murder or whatever, that, that this is what this person is saying. I'm just like they think of themselves as like holy warriors who have been chosen by
4: God to eradicate this demonic plague that is infecting like humankind.
6: Yeah. It would be like if all of a sudden they were like, and that's why Gandalf has told me that I must go on a quest. Like, I'm just like, am I living in the same century as these people? Like, again, not an atheist, but I'm just like, You've decided that Sky Daddy has told you to march off to murder, like, yeah. That doesn't even map to a fucking basic understanding, even of religion. Anyway, sorry.
4: No, absolutely. And I mean, this unfortunately continues to get worse. Um, yeah. The very yeah. next, the very next day, Michael Knowles defended his eliminationist rhetoric in another unhinged rant about the, like probably about 2 million trans people in the United States, saying that, quote, there can't be a genocide of trans people because it's, quote, not a legitimate category of being. They said that I was calling
7: for the extermination of transgender people. They said I was calling for a genocide against, I said, what? I must have missed that part of my show. When did I, did I say that? I don't, one, I don't know how you could have a genocide of transgender people because genocide refers to genes. It refers to genetics. It refers to biology. And the whole point of transgenderism is that it has nothing to do with biology. That's what the transgender activists say. They say, forget about biological sex. My gender expression doesn't have to have anything to do with my biological sex. Okay, well, then there can't be a genocide that refers to genetics. But furthermore, nobody's calling to exterminate anybody because the other problem with that statement is that transgender people is not a real ontological category. It's not a legitimate category of being. There are people who think that they're the wrong sex, but they're mistaken. They're, they're laboring under a delusion. And so we need to correct that delusion.
4: Okay, so that was that was a lot.
6: I'm just clinging to my emotional support sword.
4: What what solution, pray tell, will you be employing to correct that so-called delusion? Maybe just like, like one,
6: one, once, like a like one, one, one at the one end, last one,
4: yeah, a final, a final one, <laughs> not yeah. the
6: penultimate solution. That's not his his thing.
4: No, one one step further, the the the, the very the very last one. I, I can't think of a of a of a of another word for 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 very
6: last, but yeah. I also like have these motherfuckers kerotyped themselves. No one has almost no one has been goddamn like the percentage of people who've seen what their genes are, like I don't know whatever no, yeah. nonsense I mean, it's nonsense. Yeah, the the science does not hold up to the like thing you learn in fourth grade that that you know I don't know when they teach you X X and X Y or whatever, but it's like but like that's that, not science <laughs> that's not the current scientific understanding, and I think it's never really been the scientific understanding. That part I'm not as certain about. Um, no, I mean like it's and. By saying,
4: like, I'm not calling for genocide because the group I'm targeting aren't even a real group of people. Yeah, they're not even real people. Yeah. It's literally the talking point of every single genocidal fascist ever yeah. in existence.
8: So, like, like literally, literally this
5: yeah. is... Oh my god, I, I can't I cannot find the person who was writing about this. Not, I I apologize immensely, but the, the, when, when when this clip was first circulating, there was a really interesting article about that was circulating about how, like, not a legitimate category is what, like, the word... That gets translated as degenerate, like that the Nazis used, like actually means, like like that's like n- non legitimate kind of like like that very specifically is what the Nazis used as like you know as as their thing for we need to kill the Jews, right? Like that that's 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 very very specifically what they were doing.
4: No, and, and, and like genocide
5: does not refer to genetics. No, it fucking doesn't. <laughs> and and you know it, you, you know you, you can you can look at like again okay, because like the, these people are like just unfathomably fucking stupid right like they 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 look at genocide right and they see the word gen and They're they like, go oh, this that means sounds like genes. gene <laughs> no but you know and i i think i think something that is worth mentioning is that so rafael lemkin is the guy who coins the term genocide right um the lemkin institute which is the the like the Lemkin Institute, which is like the institute from this guy that it, that does genocide, like does anti-genocide prevention work, specifically in the U.S., was like there is now a risk of genocide against trans people. So you know, the institute of the actual guy who made the term genocide versus a guy who thinks that "gen" means "gene." It's like, it's just oh, no. It's it's God. very obvious that
4: that saying that transgender people are not a real ontological category is like.
0: <laughs> that, He's doing that, the Nazi thing. He's literally that is doing how the you do th- the Nazis did. That is Wait, how I,
4: you do Nazi stuff. Like,
6: <sighs> so, um, like I'm under the impression the whole thing with ontology is accepting that there's like multiple ontologies. Like it's clearly no, not an ontological concept in his ontological like his way of viewing the world that's one of I the problems you know i here's
5: the
4: thing: i, I don't I w- think I he will, would pass a basic philosophy course in
5: college I know. you know okay i will say this my my my, my argument against against specifically against there being multiple legitimate ontologies is this is this these people's fucking ontology who like believe <laughs> that like these people all these fucking freaks literally believe individually right that there is no scientific explanation for lightning and that like every act of lightning is an individual act of god that is not a legitimate ontology. Like fuck that shit. No, I I I refuse. I refuse to do fucking to 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 to, 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 to have to have there be fucking multiple valid ontological positions. I refuse for there to be multiple I didn't say like, valid. worlds. Like no, fuck this shit. There's some that are just wrong, and you have to be able to say that shit. Otherwise you get this
4: fucking bullshit. Reality tunnels <sighs> do do be funny like that. Um, he... He later added, quote, transgenderism ultimately is a lie. It's a deception. It is a fraud. Fraud is not protected by the First Amendment. Fraud is not a category protected by the principles of free speech. You
5: have no right to fraud. You know, here's the thing. I I will I will agree with him. You have no right to fraud. Fraud is not protected by free speech. Like, have 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 a real fun time when we fucking come for you on those principles. And your so, little like tiny ass show disappears. A few <sighs> days a, a, a
4: few days later, Knowles once again invoked Gruma rhetoric and openly called Drag Queen's pedophiles and explicitly called on, quote, the heavy hand of the state to shut down drag shows and arrest performers hmm. and parents.
6: Why is he dressed like um Mr. Rogers in a Black Mirror episode? He's just, he's just <laughs> mirror universe Mr. Rogers. He's like just telling you to hate your neighbor, you know? Uh.
7: I, I don't know how you can watch this and not conclude that the performers are pedophiles. I don't use that word lightly. I know a lot of people on the right use that word and they fling it around and they use it imprecisely. I don't see how you can dance around in a thong or in a leather harness in front of babies and toddlers if you are not a pedophile. So I'm, I, I would that, if not the farm, I'd bet a lot of my money that that's the case and that's being normalized. I don't see how these parents should be permitted to keep their children. They're abusing their children. They're sexually abusing their children by taking them to these events. I don't see how whatever company is hosting this should be allowed to keep its doors open. All of this should be shut down by the heavy hand of the state. All of these people, other than the children, should be arrested, and some of them should face pretty severe consequences.
6: Not not great stuff. He did hedge his bets. (laughs) He was like, you know, I'm actually not sure about this. That was my favorite part. I think it is. It is interesting that the
4: whole heavy hand of the state line is uh, is 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 an interesting little little unique gem in their style of rhetoric whenever they explicitly call on the powers of the government to like do fascism. I think a a lot of this type of rhetoric was leading up to CPAC uh, in which happened in early March. Uh, During CPAC, anti-trans rhetoric was a very central theme uh, across their many speakers. That's
6: like the big right wing gathering where all the far right people get together and talk to an empty room.
4: Well, CPAC is the conservative political action conference. Mm -hmm. It is far right by the world's Overton window, but it's like a mainstream right wing convention Uh, in the United States. Cool. So the conference featured an array of speakers, including prominent Republican politicians and policymakers, as well as people like Michael Knowles, who are just like right-wing pundits. Uh, the many many speeches it had attacks against gender-affirming healthcare, trans-inclusive uh, sports, and bathroom policies, as well as the you know the typical groomer and, and pedophilia stuff that we saw get super popular last year. Um, As well as framing this word transgenderism as a radical ideology. Now, words like transgenderism and gender ideology are not actually terms that trans people use. Uh, These were
5: terms invented by anti-trans activists. I I want to be very specific about this because this is a thing I don't think people understand. The term gender ideology was specifically invented by the Catholic Church. Like as 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 a thing to oppose this, and also as sort of a way to oppose like gay marriage and like queerness in general. Yes, and they're all of the fucking all of the like shitty like one, one of the, the one of the sort of like quote unquote like dark secrets in the fucking closet of all of the like people who claim to be like radical feminists who are anti-trans is all of these people specifically worked with the cat like back 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 when this stuff was first being developed in like the late 90s and early 2000s all of these people worked with the catholic church specifically to make sure that uh like that 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 more sort of like gen- the more gender inclusive like terminology and stuff like not even terminology but, like more gender inclusive programs and definitions of like of what gender is wouldn't be implemented at the u.n so th- this this sort of like rad femme conservative, uh, Catholic alliance is very old, and most of the people who are in it will deny that this that's what they were doing. But it is like this is this is Catholic Church shit. The Pope literally had a rant about how uh, gender ideology was colonialism, like a, like a, a week ago. This
4: like and 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 the Pope does the same demonic rhetoric as yep. these people. And I mean yeah, so See, th- I believe th- it terms- from him. <laughs> it makes sense from him.
5: That's his that's his thing. <laughs>
4: that's his literal
5: job. <laughs> yeah, which immediately also it's like Sir, you are the Pope. Like, shut the fuck up about colonization, man. Like, just oh, yeah, don't. Absolutely. Like, you're you know, from Latin America. That doesn't fucking excuse you. Like, the Catholic shut up. Church.
4: The Catholic Church famously never, never, never done colonization. Um, but yeah, these words were invented by anti-trans activists to dehumanize transgender people and frame being trans as itself this dangerous ideology or a mental illness in a need of curing. Um, CPAC speakers uh, consistently invoked like grooming and pedophilia stuff in their in their long anti-LGBTQ hate rants. Um, Lauren Bobbert claimed that educators are attempting to groom children, echoing the libs of TikTok stuff that got popular in 2021 and 2022. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard was was at CPAC. Uh, she basically claimed that LGBTQ plus people were trying to gain acceptance for pedophiles by labeling them as minor attracted persons and allowing them to teach in schools. This is a, another conspiracy theory that lives of TikTok has boosted for a long time. Um, yeah, by, by the way,
5: I I, I I want to hold a fucking grudge here, which is that there were a lot of people who, like, claimed to be leftists who in, like, 2018, 2019, 2020 were, like, telling all of us that uh, Tulsi Gabbard was a leftist and was, like, the only anti-imperialist non- or nonsense. whatever the fuck. Very like, clearly a fascist. Fuck, like, <laughs> she, 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 like, no, fuck off. Uh, you were wrong. Please admit you were wrong. Uh, please be more careful about who you're going to fucking back so you don't end up backing this fucking, like... Weird pedo jacketing dipshit. But you
6: know who from, you should like, back.
5: Oh god,
6: it's is it? Dumb. Is it? Hard? Is it? Not yet. Not yet. Almost almost. not yet. almost. almost. Okay.
4: Oh, not almost. Sorry. Almost time. Sorry, I, I, I have, I have it planned. Um, Matt Gates spoke about an incident in Virginia, which the right-wing media sphere has spread disinformation about to falsely frame it as an instance of a trans student abusing inclusive bathroom policies to attack young girls. Just spreading all kinds of misinformation and disinformation from these right-wing hate websites that. That is why they exist is to propagate disinformation. Um Marjorie Taylor Greene, targeted gender-affirming health care, praising her current reintroduction of the 2022 Protect Children's Innocence Act in the House, a bill which would make it a felony to provide gender-affirming care to minors. Uh Green spread the lies and disinformation made popular by Matt Walsh, that gender affirming health care is designed to quote, mutilate your kids and quote, chemically castrate them. Stuff that we've debunked on the show before, and many others have debunked. Um Trump gave a pretty, pretty bad transphobic speech uh, to close out the conference. On the one side, he said that he would keep men out of women's sports, um, but then closed out CPAC by saying, quote, he would revoke every Biden policy promoting the sexual mutilation and chemical castration of our youth. And I will ask Congress to send me a bill prohibiting child sexual mutilation in all 50 states, unquote. Um, I don't want to include Trump's stuff here because I find his voice to be slightly annoying. Um, (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) moving, moving on. Donald Trump more annoying than Michael Knowles. Shocking. (laughs) So hard. Challenge level almost (laughs) impossible. (laughs) Speaking speaking of Michael Knowles, uh, he gave a speech at CPAC where he advocated that transgenderism must be eradicated to thunderous applause. Now I'm going to play this whole clip here. Bear with me.
7: There can be no middle way in dealing with transgenderism. It is all or nothing. If transgenderism is true, if men really can become women, then it's true for everybody of all ages. If transgenderism is false, as it is, if men really can't become women, as they cannot, then it's false for everybody, too. And if it's false, then we should not indulge it especially since that indulgence requires taking away the rights and customs of so many people. If it is false, then for the good of society, and especially for the good of the poor people who have fallen prey to this confusion, transgenderism must be eradicated from public life entirely. The whole preposterous ideology at every level.
4: Pretty pretty bad stuff not great to hear a room full of people applaud someone who's very clearly talking about the eradication of an entire group of people.
5: And I, I want to specifically point out the from public life thing, because that was something that, you know, like back when the first bathroom bills were happening in 2016, right. You know, like people like trans people who were following this stuff, you know, the thing everyone said was they're trying to, they're trying to erase trans people from public life. Right, because that's that's what happens when you can't use a restroom in public. Right, it's like it, it 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 limits your ability to just exist in 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 the public sphere, and we've gotten to a point now where they can just fucking say what we you know what we all knew they wanted from the beginning, and that's terrifying. I remember when I
6: hit the um, the kind of uncanny valley space, like when I hit the space where I freaked people out no matter what bathroom I used, you know it's like a very conscious thing where i remember because i i pick which bathroom to use based on safety right and um and like depending on my presentation it's it's wildly different depending on what kind of space i'm in it's wildly different i don't know i just i just remember really consciously the first time i like just i picked the men's room and then got like double takes about why was i in there and it's just like oh i like can't do anything anymore <laughs> yeah <laughs> like
4: no absolutely After Knoll's speech at CPAC arguing for the eradication of transgenderism, quote-unquote, Daily Wire hosts, including Matt Walsh, defended him by saying, quote, We are in a war against the most deranged ideology ever invented by the human race. We are fighting to eradicate the ideological equivalent of a parasitic infection.
9: But is a term like eradicate over the top? Does it have a needlessly militant tone? No. No. Definitely not. The tone may be militant, but not needlessly so. We are, after all, in a war, and lives are at stake. We are in a war against the most deranged ideology ever invented by the human race, plain and simple. We are fighting to eradicate the ideological equivalent of a parasitic infestation, and the parasite, gender ideology, seeks to not only brainwash a generation of children, not only degrade and appropriate womanhood, but also, and manhood, by the way, but also and most fundamentally, it seeks to eat away at truth itself.
4: This is, this is coming from somebody who glibly refers to himself as a theocratic fascist. And in cases like this, when they tell you who they are, you should fucking believe them. Like, the first bit of that clip is like pretty bad, very, very clearly fascistic. Like, it's, it's checking all of the boxes. Um, but then I'm going to continue on to the second part of this clip and it is incredibly chilling.
6: Can we point out about how his poor choice and plaid is also degrading to masculinity?
4: (laughs) Really? He is the greatest threat to masculinity right now because of his plaid choice. Eradication of gender ideology.
9: Total defeat is the only option because there's no compromise with it. There's no living side by side with it. There's no finding common ground. The gender ideologue wants to destroy your culture and your children. You will either rise
4: up against it or lose everything to
9: it.
6: We're so fucked.
4: <laughs> it's so Nazi. Like, yeah. quote, total defeat is the only option. The gender ideologue wants to destroy your culture and your children. Like, that is less than a stone's throw away from we must have secure the existence of our people and a future for white children. It's right there. It's like,
5: it's so, it's so clear. I think there's like a tiny grain of truth in it, which is that like they are very, very, very close to like permanently losing the battle over whether trans people can exist, and that's why they're doing this, right? Because like the, yes. the only like like so like so, so support for trans people getting healthcare is like sixty. Is that like sixty percent, right? the The only thing they have left is just straight up genocide. Because yes. if they don't fucking kill us all now, right, and they don't right now act to make it impossible for future trans people to be trans, right, they are going to lose. And, yeah. and I I will talk about this towards the end of the episode. Yeah. This, is,
4: this is kind of part of my thesis on this, and this is something that Michael Knowles himself actually admits. In one of Michael Knowles' uh, first shows after CPAC, he suggests that eradicating transgenderism would be a simple matter of returning to the state of affairs in 2015
7: to eradicate transgenderism from public life? And it's a good question. I'm glad people are talking about that. That was the point of my speech. What would it mean to eradicate the preposterous ideology of transgenderism from public life at every level? Put simply, eradicating transgenderism from public life would mean behaving as American society did before, say, 2015. Before around 2015, we did not have any acceptance of transgenderism in public life.
4: Also, in just like a grim moment of sorality, uh in in the middle of that clip, Knowles does an ad read for a company called Rabbit Air, which is an air purifier company who has an office in Pasadena, California. Um, She's <laughs> fucking oh Knowles goes on to blame obama for leading this wave of trans acceptance in public life now this whole 2015 thing is very funny to me because in in a lot of ways it was actually kind of easier to be trans in 2015 than it is right now um but i and i think that this is mostly that like for for conservatives it's mostly that young trans people are simply more visible now Uh, mostly due to things like tiktok like there's just there's a more visible presence of trans joy and trans people living and that is angering conservatives so they think this is like some new recent thing and because michael knowles did an ad break for rabbit air uh who again has an office in pasadena california i i too am going to do an ad break for our
0: fine sponsors
4: All right. And we're back. We are we are we are almost done. I only have like one or two more clips to to, to show. I like the ad for
6: rabbit air that just played.
4: <sighs> Fuck off. <laughs> so in Michael Knowles case, I think he isn't even primarily against just like trans equality. He is against modernity. Now, when I say modernity, I'm not referring to like industrial civilization and its many consequences for humans and the planet at large. Right-wing anti-modernism is very different than, like, anarchist anti-civ ideas. This idea of modernism isn't really tied to industrial developments. It's more linked to a psycho-spiritual antagonism against modern social progress. It's more akin to the esoteric super-fascist Julius Evola's idea of, like, revolt against the modern world. And how liberalism is, like, a plague against moral society and causing mass degeneracy. Michael Knowles own Twitter bio reads, quote, I am completely opposed to the error of the modernists. Again, when these people tell the tell you who they are, you have to believe them. Um, just this week during a speech at the University of Buffalo, Knowles laid out a plan to attack quote, the logic of so-called gay marriage, the right to fornication and the feminists who loosened divorce laws.
5: Yeah, I think it's I think it's worth pointing out here. Right. I think I think the actual reason why 2015 is the year that he picked out of his head is that 2015 is the year that game that uh, gay marriage was legalized by the Supreme Court. Sure. So like that that like 99 percent chance that he means like 2015 before gay marriage is the thing that he wants to go back to.
4: But here's here's a here's a clip of him talking about how. Conservatives have continued to lose lose the battleground on a whole bunch of topics and how he's going to try to win them back.
7: Now, even many conservatives accept so-called gay marriage. And they have to. They have to accept gay marriage if they accept the illogic of the sexual revolution, which held that all sexual relations are fine and dandy so long as they're consensual. After the sexual revolution, the only test for sexual ethics became... If it feels good, do it. For most of American history, Just nobody believed that. that. Too. For most of American history, there were all sorts of laws against certain sexual behaviors. There were famously laws against sodomy, but there were lots of other laws as well. Laws against fornication, laws against adultery, laws against plenty of other destructive sexual behaviors. Those laws were on the books as recently as 2003, when liberals on the Supreme Court discovered
4: in the constitution some sort of right to all of those things <laughs> he wants all these things to become illegal again that th- yeah. that is his political project um and uh, to quote airy drennan quote none of this is a theoretical exercise after banning drag or gender affirming care for minors the tennessee house yesterday passed a bill that would allow local officials to refuse same-sex interfaith or interracial marriages unquote Now, last year, we titled some of our episodes that cover this wave of anti-trans attacks, quote, like, the war on trans people, unquote. Um, And even, like, considering the origin of this podcast, I am often hesitant to entertain fantasies of actual civil conflict in the United States. But in this case, like, they are the ones who are killing us and trying to make our very existence illegal. It It is them who has initiated this type of militant language. The the last clip I have here is of of Matt Walsh talking about just that.
9: We aren't even remotely done, okay? This is honestly only the beginning. We've got a lot more in store for you. I promised you a year ago that we were going to war here, and uh, I kept that promise. I'll keep this one too. There's much more to be done that needs to be done, and we aim to do it. So the battle continues, whether you like it or not.
4: The battle continues. So uh, a few days ago, the governor of Mississippi brought Matt Walsh to speak during an official press conference about the signing of House Bill 1125, yeah. uh, banning gender affirming health for minors. The presence of Matt Walsh at a state of Mississippi official press conference is a clear example of fascism being inserted into the governmental process um and speaking of bills i'm going to hand this over to mia to now talk about some of the legislative stuff (laughs) yay
5: yeah Wow. so
4: this is going to be a long one i'm
5: i'm I'm sorry folks yeah unfortunately the 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 list of ways in which they are trying to kill us is long so yeah this is this is the inevitable result of that in in one of the very early clips right i i think i don't know if she, god i can't remember which one it was uh one, one of the maybe it was candace owens talked about like our publicist at media matters right yes and, and yes. i and i think you know there, there i think there is a, 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 in a lot of cases i think there's a lot of merit to not like covering this shit when it's specifically people like like very specific like you know alex jones does this right well like he'll say something like specifically incredibly inflammatory as a way to sort of get media attention to him yeah but in this case, we can't fucking do that because all of the policy proposals that these people want are getting actually fucking implemented. Yeah. So, here, here, here's from the Human Rights Campaign about how bad things have gotten. Less than two months into 2023, Human Rights Campaign is already tracking 340 anti-LGBTQ bills that have been introduced in state houses across the country. I think it's like over 400. Oh now. yeah, it's it. Th- this th- 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 yeah, I was gonna get this. So th- those numbers are from early. Those numbers are from early February right? Or mid-February. Now, yeah, it's it's something like over 400. It's really hard to get actual totals because there are so fucking many of them. 150 of those would specifically restrict the rights of transgender people, the highest number of bills targeting transgender people in a single year to date. They also note, as everyone else does, every single successive year breaks the record for the most number of bills targeting trans people. Um, Yeah, those numbers are already out of date. And okay, so on the one hand, right, there, there, there are there are real problems with projects that just track the raw number of bills and you know okay on the one hand the like the, the raw numbers are I think a good way of actually getting people to sort of understand like the level of threat that is happening like just sort of just sort of the, the raw magnitude of the threat on the other hand okay it, it it's kind of misleading in the sense that almost all these bills are going to fail because yes. most of these, most, most, and this is the incredibly important thing here, most, but not all, most of these bills are made by just random state lawmakers with no political backing. And this allows organizations, you know, sort of like not, like a lot of the nonprofit groups who who work in these sort of legislative spaces to like claim, claim credit for defeating like 90% of the bills. And it's like, well, no, like most of those, like almost none of them were ever going to pass in the first place. And the second thing that it does is it puts this sort of cloud out, which makes it really, really difficult. You know, if you're just being, if you're, if you're trying to follow, right, the sort of legislative process here, it gets very, very hard because it's it's very difficult to sort out which bills have any chance of passing and which ones are just some random dipshit like first term, like I don't know, some 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 like first term lawmaker from like a a part of Mississippi that has two lawmakers, right, yeah. like. But so uh, my 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 solution to this is we're going to run through the bills that have already been passed. Um, I, gu- I guess we should just start in Mississippi because we've sort of already talked about yeah, Governor Tate Reeves inviting Matt Walsh to give a speech at the bill signing ceremony. So in Mississippi, a law was passed called the Reap Act, which you know that's that's great. It's a, that's a <laughs> that that, to- that tells you exactly what they fucking. mean by this uh this is a bill that bans and this this is a very very common pattern for bills um it bans minors from getting hormones from getting any kind of gender-affirming surgery and blocks anyone from getting puberty blockers um we've said this before we'll say it again all of this stuff is good kids should be able to get these things kids should be able to get these things easier they 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 just unfathomably improve the lives of the children who get them
4: All all of all of the data supports this notion. This has been normalized for literally decades.
5: Yeah. And I mean, puberty blockers in particular is is one of the things that's become the focus of like, oh, it's not safe. It's like puberty blockers were the compromise position. Right. And this is something that I think has been lost in a lot of debate about this, because you know, we've gotten to the point where everything is being banned. But puberty blockers, you know, were, were a compromise position because you could give people puberty blockers without like actually giving trans kids the hormones that they need and even that we, you know we're at a point where states are just full on banning kids from getting them uh, this sucks it's awful it is killing trans kids um mississippi also has a ban one, one of the other things about this specific one and not not all the states are doing it do this but this specific bill also bans state money from going to any institution that practices like give does give like gender yeah, yeah, yeah. for minors. Yeah. Um, they also have an anti-sports law. So you can see, you know, you can see the sort of like how, how the dominoes went down in terms of like, I, uh, sorry, you you can see how the dominoes fell down in terms of where it started and where it was going. Right. You, you, for first you, you get your anti-bathroom law and then you get, you get your sort of uh, like keep trans Help. people out of sports and then, and then you, you get know, the like healthcare laws. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Iowa also has a ban that's you know basically identical identical ban on hormone gender affirming surgery and puberty blockers. They also passed a bill that bans trans kids from using bathrooms and locker rooms according to their gender in elementary, middle, and high schools. And I want to talk a little bit about this because this is going to lead to kids getting fucking raped. Because it turns out if you force a trans girl into a men's locker room uh things are going to go real fucking bad for them they don't give a shit about this right they they simply do not care um but that's you know that that that's that that that's the actual yep. substantive results um they, i will also pass uh, i i've seen it variously referred to as like a don't say trans or like a don't say lgbtq plus bill this is a bill that prohibits teachers who teach either from kindergartners through sixth grade from teaching about transness, like at all. you can't teach about gender, you can't teach about like sex. you can't teach about, you know, you, you, you can't teach about the fact that you can, in fact, change your gender and it's good and cool. Um the human rights campaign says, quote, this bill would also prohibit schools from providing gender-affirming accommodations for their, for transgender students without parental consent, and would require school staff to out transgender students. Um. So I read this bill, and it's not clear to me how it requires that, but th- that's what the lawyers are saying, and I'm not a lawyer, so it may or may not require that. This is another thing. Very specifically, this is another thing that 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 that's been happening in in the sort of newer waves of these laws are laws that specifically require. School counselors, teachers, and school staff to out their kids, like to to out kids to their parents, which is unbelievably dangerous. Um, in in the last few years alone, there have been a bunch of trans people who were just killed by their parents. And you know, forcibly outing people is it, like you're 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 exposing them to the risk of abuse. You're exposing them to the risk of unsafe
6: housing environments. No, it's just a little soft whack by your
5: grandma. I remember just a little. A little tap on the head. Yeah, yeah, it was gonna uh, fucking beat you to death. So these bills in Iowa have been passed by the House and the Senate, and they're just a, like they're just like sitting on a desk waiting for the governor to sign them and the governor's going to. So yeah, that's that's the situation in Iowa. In Arkansas you have the, the hormone puberty blocker, gender affirming surgery ban. The Arkansas one is on hold because a, you know, and this is a this is true for a couple of these, is that people have done legal challenges on it and yeah. Yeah, the, Arkansas in particular has had a huge legal fight. Uh, we still don't know how that's... I mean, the legal fights has been going on for like a year. We still haven't gotten a ruling on it yet. Uh, they also have a, a ban on trans kids competing in sports. Um, Alabama made it a Class C felony punishable by up to a decade in prison to give transgender kids hormones, puberty blockers, gender-affirming surgery. This one's also interesting because it, it, it's the only bill... So most of these ones, when they do when they say minors, right, it's until you're 18, you can't get it. For whatever reason, Alabama... Uh, it also bans eighteen year olds from getting any of these things. You just have to be nineteen. That's weird. Yeah. Um. Part part of the bill, you know, about hormone blockers. So okay. So the so the, specifically the, the the part of the parts of this bill that are about hormones and hormone blockers are on hold, pending sort of resolution of legal challenges. But the judge was like, "Fuck it, you can do the surgery ban." So that sucks. Um, Alabama also has bills that's you know, have the whole trans kids in schools can't use the right bathroom and, you know, teachers, counselors and other school officials have to out them. Uh, They also have another don't say trans bill that does a very similar thing about you you bans teachers from talking about transits until sixth grade.
4: I think a a lot of these bills are written by like lobbying groups who just copy
5: and paste the same thing and submit it to a whole bunch of different states. I will say there are weird differences in them, like. So you'll see like different completely scattershot like definitions of what hormones are or like def- like some, some of these bills try to define what a woman is. And it's very funny Great. because they have to like do all this weird stuff about like like clusters of like chromosomes, but also uh-huh. there's like chromosomal diseases. Like you can't do this like fuck off. It's uh, it's so funny. We should also mention that like there will be more reporting on this later. Uh, this bill, this episode's already too long. But there have been a bunch of emails released from a bunch of anti-trans sort of organizers and fake scientists and stuff about how they've been coordinating all of this. And a lot of the experts that they use for testimony for all of, they show up to these capitals are like are exactly the same people. And the the big guy they have saying that puberty blockers is unsafe, like has never worked with a trans person in their life and has no fucking idea what they're talking about. So, you know, this, 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 is, this is fun. Uh, Utah also bans, uh, also passed a ban, uh, banning gender-affirming surgeries, puberty blockers, and hormones. They also have a ban, also have a bill forcing students and counselors to out their students, to their families. Uh, last year, Utah Governor Spencer Cox was praised by the media for a symbolic veto of a bill that made it illegal for trans students to compete in sports. Cox signed this fucking bill, signed, signed the one, signed the one that bans uh, 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 gender affirming surgeries, puberty blockers and hormones. Yeah, um, I, I think we are talking about this last
4: year. Yeah, well, I want to we talked about some Utah thing last yeah, year yeah, well we, we to talked the, the,
5: the, yeah, the thing we talked about was, was him vetoing vetoing that bill. Um, I, I want to read his thing for why why he why so he vetoed the bill that was less bad. And signed the one that's worse. And I'm going to read what he said about this. Quote, While we understand our words will be of little comfort to those who disagree with us, we sincerely hope that we can treat our transgender families with more love and respect as we work to better understand the science and consequences behind these procedures. Fuck off. Fuck all the way off. He's trying to avoid the Nuremberg trials. I, look, as a, neutral, as, as a neutral objective journalist, I'm obligated to inform you that Spencer Cox was a full-time missionary for the Mormon Church, which is currently embroiled in a pedophilia scandal after it is revealed to have systematically protected church members and members of the clergy who sexually abuse children from church sanctions and legal repercussions. Under Utah law, clergy have the right of penitent privilege, which means they are not required to report child abuse to the authorities as long as the information is revealed during confession. Both the Mormon and Catholic churches, along with Jehovah's Witnesses, have lobbied against all efforts to change this law. Earlier this month, survivors of the Mormon church rallied in support of a bill that would have ended penitent privilege. Governor Cox publicly announced his support for the bill being considered in the legislature, but did nothing to pressure legislators to vote for it, and as of time of recording, the bill is dead, leaving the church free to protect yet another round of pedophiles. Also, his name is Cox. Yeah, so South Dakota also, I I, 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 did, I I could do this for every fucking governor on this list, and yes. I decided I was going to do it once and not do it for all the rest of them, but fuck them. Uh, South Dakota has a sports bill. They also have a ban on puberty blockers, hormones, gender-affirming surgery. Arizona has an anti-bathroom bill. Uh, Tennessee has a sports ban. It has the the the, the basically identical ban on puberty blockers, hormones, and gender-affirming surgery. And it also has this – it also has what's been kind of a new innovation, I guess, which is the anti – they have an anti-drag law.
4: Yes, this is the one that's gotten the most amount of traction and has sparked some debate over how much of it can actually be applied against just trans people living their lives um, because it is tied to the state's pre-existing obscenity laws. So there's been some debate about this. We will – we will we will learn more about this as it starts being enforced by law enforcement and the court system
5: yeah Um, i i want to talk about it it's not good like yeah i want to talk about it a little bit um more so the specific bill it makes it illegal for anyone to be underage at a drag show and you know it basically applies like the rules around the sex offender list for where you can have drag shows so Governor William Brian Lee who signed this bill did drag in high school, which I'm saying, I'm saying here not to point out the hypocrisy, like governor Lee doesn't see anything, any hypocrisy here, but to get across the fact that Republicans who want to do this stuff will still be able to, this bill was targeted at a very, very specific group of people. As Jules Gil Peterson points out in her piece, the left hand of the law, which people should go read. This is an attack on a very specific, precarious class of workers, many of whom are trans, some of whom aren't who do drag performances. Um, this is this is it, it it's, it's it's a very specific attempt to sort of like neutralize okay it, it, it's targeting this very specific middle ground between sort of like being in the formal economy and doing sex work there are an enormous amount of 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 trans people who who do sex work uh drag shows provide a way to sort of like not exactly enter the middle class but it it, it provides a legal way for trans people to like have a job that's not fucking that and th- those are and those workers are specifically the people being targeted by this weirdly I I don't know it, the, it, it, the other thing that's unclear is for example like if a podcast does a live show where there's trans people like what will happen we don't know. But the other thing I want to say about this, right, is everyone's talking about this fucking drag bill. I have seen, f- like, basically zero discussion of, they- of the fact that they also pa- passed the same fucking ban on puberty blockers, hormones, gender-affirming surgery, which is way, way more destructive and damaging.
4: It's like but- directly attacking, yeah. So
5: I think I want to push back about the, the, like,
6: yeah, like what you're talking about, about, like, what will happen if you do a live show, like what will happen, because To trans people who live in these states, the state I live in is a red state. Well, it's not supposed to be, but it's a red state. And, you know, is considering a drag bill and things like that. And I recognize that they're, like, aimed. They're targeted specifically at drag performances. But there's a fairly easy interpretation of a lot of these things that literally says I can't go to the grocery store. And that is how, like, a lot of trans people in Tennessee are viewing this right now. And and so I, I don't think it's it's uh, a disproportionate thing that the drag bill is something that a lot of people are focusing on. I mean, we all care also about the hormone issues or whatever, but the uh, Tennessee passing the drag law that other states have, are considering is a new bad thing that could criminalize our very public existence.
4: Yeah, th- that is part of the kind of discussion around... This laws ties to the pre existing obscenity laws, and that will heavily depend on the discretion that law enforcement chooses to employ this law. And if it gets taken up to like the court system, how the court's gonna interpret this law? So it is like the vagueness is part of the point because yeah. that causes a lot of fear because you you really just don't know what it all entails. And yeah, that's fucking weird because you don't know if you going to the store is going to be a felony or not. And how are you supposed to live like that?
5: Yeah, and it, I don't know. The sort of pervasive atmosphere of fear is definitely, like, part of the point of this, right? Like, part of the way the sort of extermination campaign works is by forcing everyone to sort of live in fear of what what they can and can't do, and also live in fear specifically of the police increasing the amount of violence that they're deploying,
4: yeah i mean and all this stuff like like we talked about they're specifically targeting people's ability to exist in public life which is whenever you want to do a genocide that's one of the things you yep. do is you make people unable to exist in public life this you, is literally what the nazis did yeah. right like you section them off into their own little communities where they cannot actually leave and enter into the outside world
5: yep so so far as of writing this There are seven states with bans on gender-affirming care for youth. I was about to become number eight whenever the governor gets around to signing the bill. There are 19 states that ban trans athletes from competing. There are a number of states – oh, so uh, other stuff I forgot too much. So there's – like literally while I was like – while I was like waiting to record this episode, uh, there were a few things that happened in like the legislature. So in Florida, there was a bill – that got just got out of committee that would ban lgbtq books like in all libraries not just sort of school libraries so i don't know that that actually has a real chance of passing because it's florida there's a lot of movement right now the situation is very very sort of fluid and bad is yes yeah how how i would say it it is um
4: i think one closing note i i will save my my kind of my ending thesis to start the next episode just cuz we're going on so long here but the last thing i will say is i be wary of social media accounts that depend on ramping up and spreading panic to grow their follower accounts typically yeah. news news aggregation accounts are not the best source of information because their existence is entirely dependent on causing panic um so like look into the things like beyond just a tweet like look into stuff before you, before you spread it Um, Just as like a general rule of thumb, I'm not calling anybody out here in any way. I'm just saying it is it is a good practice to get into, especially when we're looking into stuff that is about our very existence being criminalized. And that can be very depressing Um, and it can suck to be constantly bombarded with. So it's good to stay connected to stuff that's going on in your own state. It's good to stay connected to bills that have a decent chance of passing. But but be be wary of 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 undue panic spreading just constantly nonstop um, because a big yeah. part of being trans needs to also be like finding joy in living.
5: Yeah. <sighs> and I, th- I think, I think the, the, the very last thing I want to say that will lead into this next episode is we're not fucking done yet. We are still here. We're going to continue to be here. We are going to kick these people's fucking shit in and we are going to fight them for every fucking inch and they are going to lose. And next episode is going to be us talking about how you can start doing that. <laughs>
1: Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry.
3: WORK.